this is very this is very exciting weather. Uh, JC, I'm getting I'm getting feedback in my in my cans. If you can adjust the way this is being fed, can you do that for me? Were you able to do it? Ah, thank you so much. I don't know if the listeners hear that, but what happens is it's uh, this screaming feedback in my headphones because something at the stations, the buttons press wrong, and inside the studio where JC is, in my studio we just have coffee and cookies. 800-724-5801. It is, I, I love this weather, by the way. This is great weather, except I don't like danger. But I just wish it was cooler. It's so hot. And that's what makes it so stormy and, and windy. And at least we're past the uh, we're past the tornado warning and watch. Supposedly there was a touchdown, but we don't have injuries. Knock on wood, that's great. But it's going to be like this the rest of the day. It's going to be windy and stormy and muggy, which, ugh. But I don't mind a good windy storm when it's 60, you know, because then you could bundle up or whatever. Five four zero zero five eighty. Monday. What a big Monday. We had so many things happen just earlier today. We have a new narrative, uh, a new fairy tale from the left to take down Trump. I'm so excited to share it with you. Each each Monday, it's something new because they do this stuff and then it fails and people go, what are you, an idiot? You can't, you can't do that. All right, give us the weekend and we'll come up with something. And then usually by Monday, there's a new narrative, a new evil lurking a reason to investigate President Donald J. Trump, even though there's no evidence. We're going to keep pushing because we know. What did we learn? It's not the facts. It's not the investigation. It's not even the results. It's the seriousness of the charge. Let me give you a quick example. Let's say you have a a teacher at school. This is the mentality of leftist propaganda. You have a teacher at school. They're doing a tremendous job. They've never done anything wrong. They're wonderful with the kids. Uh, they know their boundaries. They they pay their taxes. They're just a great teacher. Kids come out there thinking on their own. They're enlightened. They're doing a great job. There's never been a complaint. Their reviews are awesome. All you got to do is the same thing that the far left does when they want to trip somebody up. Someone says, wow, that that biology teacher is awesome. Then then the leftist says, because maybe the leftist found out that the biology teacher helped raise money for Trump. Who knows? All the leftist has to say is, well, that's not what I hear. Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. I don't know. if Have you heard the stories? What stories about his drug use? What do you mean drug use? The guy doesn't use drugs. Well, that's not what I hear. And so it goes. And pretty soon for seven months. Yeah, I guess he was in I guess he was involved with the Russians. We don't have any proof. Well, I guess his son was. We don't have any proof. Well, there was collusion. We don't have any proof. Um how about obstruction? No proof. Well, can you get some? There is no proof of obstruction either. Uh how about him firing Comey? What about that? He's allowed to. Um, did you hear he puts ketchup on his steak? Yes. Well, that's unconstitutional. This is the game we play. So coming up, in less than five minutes, I have the new narrative. I'm so excited. It's from the mouth of Chuck 
Dud. I call him Chuck Dud, but he's Chuck Todd. Poor guy has been trying since election night to get rid of this president. Oh, my God. I think his goatee, you know that, that Lenin thing he's got going? Or is it Stalin? Anyway, he's got kind of a Stalin-Lenin. It, it's actually getting gray in it. He's got he's to color it because Trump is stressing him out so much. If you'd like to join the conversation on News Radio WHP 580, it's 800-724-5801. We're also on the iHeartRadio app. I am thrilled that the Supreme Court has sided with the rock band The Slants. The Supreme Court ruled earlier today that a federal trademark law banning offensive names is unconstitutional. Thank God. Thank God. This is the beginning of something good, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to it again. They banned a law. They got rid of a law that banned offensive names. Do you know the leeway on that terminology, offensive? It's one of the reasons academia and Hollywood have so much leeway when they're using propaganda. Offensive is relative, and it's also very subjective. So the Supreme Court, in an 8-0 ruling, yes, this is such a big deal. I'm going to talk about it again later on in the show, and you can weigh in on it. See, it doesn't matter if the Oregon-based Asian-American band that calls themselves the Slants, which I think is hysterical, um, because obviously they have a sense of humor and a hipness, and they decided to call themselves what they wanted to call themselves. You have nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with it. If you're offended by the name of my band, don't show up and don't buy the records. It's that simple. But for years, these were the kinds of laws pushed by progressives to control speech. The slants, which was denied a trademark because its name was considered offensive. By whom? It doesn't matter. See, once you let the government tell you what's offensive, what's mean, what's hateful, What's polite? Once you let the government define all that, all bets are off. All bets are off. You'll be dressing like you're told to. The commercial market is stocked with merchandise that disparages prominent figures and groups, and the line between commercial and non-commercial speech is not always clear, as this case illustrates. If affixing the commercial label permits the suppression of any speech that may lead to political or social Volatility, free speech would be endangered. What a great ruling from Sam Alito, Justice Sam Alito. It's a brilliant ruling. Now, let's hope this ex- let's hope this expands with the ripple effect, and we can shut down all this whining about the Redskins and the Warriors and the Natives and the Chiefs and all the other stuff. That mostly middle-aged white liberal men cry about. Get over it. If you're offended, I'm sorry. Go to a country where there isn't free speech 
and maybe you can find a more comfortable area to be in. But in, in, in the world of free speech, you're going to get offended. And I know if you're a progressive leftist, it's going to happen probably once an hour. We'll be right back. By the way, I hope you had a uh, meaningful Father's Day weekend. Again, it is going to look stormy and gray and windy and this afternoon. But I think the the threat of tornadoes are behind us at the moment. We'll let you know the split second anything changes. That's the the beauty of live radio at 22 after 3, News Radio WHP 580. All right, I want to go to the latest narrative. By the way, in... The 4 o'clock hour, we're going to do something kind of special for dads. The father factor. We're going to talk about some current father factors, and I'm going to give you my theory on how I believe over the last several decades, everybody from the news media to Hollywood to television and academia has been downplaying the father factor, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So if you're a dad, if you have a dad, if your son is a dad, etc., tune in. And and bring the wives along, too. All right. This is Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd, uh, there are several people that launch the narrative each week. Okay? The... National news media gets together. Sometimes it's at Fire Island. Sometimes it's it, it could be anywhere. It could be in the Hamptons. It could be at Martha's Vineyard. It could be in Los Angeles. They get together. They have drinks. They go to cocktail parties. They, they marry each other. Sometimes they sleep with each other. Sometimes they marry each other on the same show. Anyway, I want you to pay attention because Chuck Todd had the responsibility this week. Last week, it was Jake Tapper. The week before that, it was Mika Brzezinski. They all start the narrative. It's never based on fact. It's based on rumor and speculation. But their goal is, their their belief is, if Chuck Todd is talking about it and Jake Tapper, we just get one or two more networks involved, half of the people listening will believe it. Morning. President Trump has been in office for less than five months, and it's fair to say... Presidency is now in some peril. News organizations led by the Washington Post reported this week that Mr. Trump is under investigation for possible obstruction of justice. The president struck back on Twitter, seeming to acknowledge that that fact was true. But then a source close to his outside counsel insisted that when President Trump said, I am being investigated for firing the FBI director, that was not an acknowledgement that he was being investigated for firing the FBI director. It was another bizarre Twitter turn as both the White House and special counsel Robert Mueller's team have been lawyering up, preparing for what appears to be a long battle with potentially historic implications. Throw in word that Mueller is also looking into the president's son-in-law's business dealings and potential interactions with Russians. And you have a presidency increasingly enveloped in crisis. And all this on a week punctuated by that frightening attack on Republican lawmakers that exposed how thin the line can be between talk and violence. Wow. He did everything there. He did every... Hold on a second. 
I just got an alert on my phone. By the way, my uh, oldest son just uh, texted me and said that all heck is breaking loose in the Lehigh Valley. So whatever was pounding us here is moving toward the Lehigh Valley, and then it's going to, hopefully, it'll wash away some of the soda tax by the time it gets to Philly. So what Chuck Todd just said, if you heard it, is basically nothing. That uh, this is going to be another week. We're going to look at everybody. We're going to try to tie tie up, you know, tie in the Russians. If that doesn't work, we'll go with obstruction. If that doesn't work, we'll start looking at businesses. If that doesn't work, we'll start implying that there's improper relationships. And we'll keep going and going and going. Meantime, on the left, where you actually have facts, where you have dead people, where you have lawsuits, it's ignored. So we don't talk about Podesta in Russia. We talk about Trump in Russia. You get it, right? You understand it. We don't talk about Clinton and his chick situations. We talk about stupid comments that Trump made long ago. Okay? That's the game we're playing. Then he wraps it up with a level of ignorance that I have not seen in ages. And this is... Nobody has finished reporting on the shooting that took place at the ball game in Congress. Have you noticed that? This is probably the only show or station that you've heard people talk about this nut job's arrest, his his record, his prior behavior, the fact that people knew he was a nut, the fact that he was there for two months casing the joint, all kinds of things. Did anybody share the fact that he had a list in his pocket and there were six names of Freedom Caucus members on the list? Why isn't anybody talking about that? Because it takes away from taking Trump down. And I can tell you right now, I don't care how big a news story is, the Chuck Todds and the Jake Tappers of the world are not going to let it bother their efforts to take Trump out. I, I happen to think this shooter incident where five people were shot and Scalise is still in the hospital, and uh, two others are actually, from what I understand. This is one of the biggest news stories ever because there's so much going on behind the scenes. There's so much we're not learning because it doesn't fit what Chuck Todd or what Jake Tapper wants to happen. And that's sad, and it's disappointing. Nobody's talking about gun issues nobody's talking about how this nut job got a rifle how he got a semi-automatic pistol here's a guy who was arrested on several charges one a felony violent felony and he was let go nobody is bringing that up so once again we have the we have a news media that will send 28 people to Alaska to find out who Sarah Palin's neighbors were and who she dated when she was 14. But we won't go back 11 years and find out how a, a, a Democrat volunteer for Bernie Sanders, a Trump hater, a social media provocateur, how he was able to get out of violent arrest and get weapons and show up and shoot our elected officials. So, Chuck Todd, you're useless. I'm just putting it out there, Chuck. I mean, it really is. And that last thing, you had no no proof. The, the NBC doesn't need proof anymore. All they have to do is talk about things. Well, we're, we're actually looking into Trump. Uh, yeah, we're going to be looking into his garden. There were some allegations, uh, unconfirmed sources, that there might be pot growing there. We're not sure. We have no confirmation. We have no—nobody wants to go on record. But uh, it is green. 
It's leafy. We're not sure. It's either pot or poison ivy. We can't see it from here. But uh, we are going to put the headline on the screen. President grows drugs on property. And we'll leave that up there for a few months to see if more stupid people buy our narrative. 800-724-5801. Coming up, you'll never guess how cheap it is to fly to Baltimore. But why in the heck would you even want to go to Baltimore, let alone fly? Oh, uh, but it's a good price. That's coming up. How much did mayoral candidates in Harrisburg spend per primary voter? You'll be shocked and amazed. That's all on the way on the Ken Matthews Show. The number is 800-724-5801. My name's Ken. Thank you for listening. You can also follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, and on WHP580.com. You can also listen anywhere, anytime to any of your favorite folks on News Radio WHP580 and beyond on the iHeartRadio app because it's free. And you could put it in your pocket and take it wherever you want. In Johnstown... Commercial flights between the John Murtha, Johnstown, Cambria County Airport. Boy, that's a long name. And uh, the Baltimore, Washington, Thoroughgood Marshall International Airport. That's a long name as well. Uh, begin next month. So you can fly from Johnstown to Baltimore for 39 bucks. Who in the heck wants to go to Baltimore? They're now at another record-breaking year for murders. Uh, there are several other things that have gone south, unfortunately, in Baltimore. We had that tragic tragic situation last week. I think I may have shared it with you. A 37-year-old mom reported some bullies to the police, and then the bullies came and shot her in the head, killed her, um, because they were bullying her son. So, see, this is the problem. And this is, I think, I don't understand why progressives have such a hard time understanding this. When you cannot protect your population, like in Baltimore or Detroit or sometimes in Harrisburg, they should have the right with the Second Amendment to protect themselves, at least until you get there. We're not saying your intentions are not good in Detroit or New York or Los Angeles or Newark. Or New York City. We're not saying your intentions are not good. We just think that there's a lot of city council people that are full of crap. And this ridiculousness about, well, if we just if we just stop having these darn gun shows, then everybody will be safe. Um, we've allowed this moronic ideology to get way too far. And now when a mother wants to protect her son and she contacts the police... And the audacity of the armed thugs, when they're reported to the police, the response is, I'm just going to kill the mother, which they did. I believe that was the 165th murder in the city. Uh, We have a problem. And this is what, I I guess, the most disappointing thing on top of the injury and uh, and and the carnage caused by the shooting was... I really thought we'd get into, I thought by this weekend we would be having another robust 
conversation and debate and dialogue on you and me being able to carry concealed weapons anywhere in the country if we don't have a criminal record. But again, I'm naive in that sense. I don't understand the passion and the hatred that the left has for Trump. It just, it goes so far. What my neighbors, some of them, feel for Trump goes so far what I ever felt for President Obama. It it amazes me. And the guy hasn't even been president six months yet. It is mind-boggling. I don't know if it's envy, resentment, jealousy, contempt, fear. I, I don't know where it comes from. But I keep asking people, what has President Trump done that has been so horrible for, and then just fill in the blank, what has he done that has been so horrible for minorities since he's been president? What has he done so horrible since he's been president for the LGBT community, the the women workforce, the unions? Uh, what has he done that has upset you so much other than he's gone against what you learned in school? And this is one of those issues. And I thought this would come to the forefront, that more people would have said, wow, if there were more good guys and women, and I'm from Jersey, so I call everybody guys, you guys coming over, whatever. If more good guys had guns, I think there would have been a a quicker end to that gunfight. I'm not saying it never would have started, because usually whoever has the surprise and then the speed and then the violence of action, well... You know, right? That's how you plan an attack. Surprise, speed, and violence of action. So whoever has the jump has the jump. Now, the the question is, how quick can you respond? Are there going to be seven or eight people there that can fall on the ground and direct their fire toward the bad guy? Or, once again, are we going to be in a running, cowering, praying, begging, pleading, crying moment? And that's my assessment of Baltimore and many other cities that want to control their population for political reasons. Yes, I meant to say exactly that. The, the less you can empower your population, the more you control them. So the less empowered your, ed- your population is, the less educated they are, the more you'll decide who they're going to vote for, uh, what, what things they're going to spend on or not spend on. The more education they have and the more independent they are of you, the less they need you as a politician, the less someone needs you as a mayor, well, you have less control over them. So if you give a bunch of moms and dads guns in the worst part of town, maybe they'll call 911 less and maybe bad guys will start getting killed as frequently as good guys do. But you'll notice in progressive dominant cities, that's not the case. And that's why I said, why the heck would you want to go to Baltimore? It's, it's a nightmare there. It's a nightmare. So we've had two opportunities. We had Baltimore break another murder record, and we had this horrible situation in Alexandria, Virginia. Two opportunities where the GOP, I would say half, don't have any courage now, The GOP could have come forward and said, all the more reason, and I'm sure Congressman Scalise would agree a thousand percent with this. I can't speak for him and I haven't spoken to him, but I bet you he'd agree all the more reason for a safe, reciprocal carry permit 
carry permit program, excuse me, from, from state to state. So there could have been people that living or working in Washington, and then they went to the ball game, and maybe they had a, a, a handgun in their bag. Or maybe a woman that was traveling as a saleswoman through three states, maybe she can legally protect herself and not wait for the police to show up. So that was an issue that, that came up that really shocked me, that nobody talked about. And one of the reasons now, have you noticed that the Democrats have taken the argument over to, there's a big argument now, what is it? Well, now the Democrats are saying, it doesn't matter what people say. People are responsible for their own actions, and what other people say don't make a difference. So they've changed their tune. They've come full circle on this. Because it used to be all the problems of the world were because of people like George Bush and talk radio host and Donald Trump, because they were big meanies. And when they said things like uh, President Obama's a socialist, then people were going to go out and start killing. Remember that? Remember all that rhetoric? Remember all the stuff that never happened, like big concentration camps for Muslims and massive Muslim harassment in schools. Remember all that stuff that never happened? Well, the Democrats said it would, and it didn't. And the Democrats also made a lot of predictions about the Tea Party that never happened. Some of the things they predicted about the opponent and their opponents, they're coming true on their side. So now the spin is in. Have you noticed how the spin is in now? So now all of a sudden, can't we just, you know... Uh, stop the rhetoric and no i don't think we should stop the debating or the arguing i think we should stop the killing and the breaking the law but this happens every time there's an incident like this we go we all need to come together we need to hug we need to kiss we need to get along we need to respect each other why it doesn't happen any other day it's just like when everybody was singing on on the steps after 9 11 that didn't change the way certain people felt about so-and-so and such-and-such. And such. So why start now? But one thing you can do is enforce gun laws. Yeah, and when you go state to state, you'll see that the, the Democrats do a worse job enforcing gun laws than the Republicans do. At least we enforce the laws that are on the books. That's why you always hear us saying that. We always say... There's plenty of laws on the books. You don't need more laws. And it's true. There's a ton of gun laws on the books. There's thousands of them on the books. And we want them enforced. But they're not getting enforced in places like Chicago and Newark and Detroit and New York. And I could go on. And when they don't get enforced, it gives the left a chance to blame the guns. But you know what? Stop blaming the guns and stop blaming what people say and just start holding Everyone responsible for their own behavior. We'll be right back. If you want to sell your house, go to heatherhomesale.com. The number is 440-1618. 1618, the Heather Neidlinger real estate team at Berkshire Hathaway in Carlisle, right there on Belvedere Street in Carlisle. The great thing about them, besides they're a great team and they're fun to work with, they're high energy, they have a lot of experience, 
They're ranked number 20 in the United States right now by Berkshire Hathaway. So among Berkshire Hathaway teams and salespeople, the Heather Neidlinger real estate team is number 20 in the United States. That's among thousands. So that should tell you something. They are competitive. They want to get the best deal for your house. And they want to compete, and you, they want your house to be competitive. They have contractors that can help improve your house so it shows better, and you could settle at closing. They have moving trucks you can use for free, and they have a guaranteed sale program. Learn more at heatherhomesale.com. Still to come on the show, in minutes away, in the next hour, uh, the father factor. There's a lot of new statistics out about the importance of fathers. And I have an interesting theory I want to share with you, and you can weigh in on it if you'd like. Ken Matthews at WHP580.com or 800-724-5801. It is Father's Day Monday, depending on what your work schedule was like. Oh, I got a, a brand new wallet um, I love this particular. It's it's made by Tommy Hilfiger. It's the only I think it's the only Tommy stuff that I have left from years gone by. But I had this Tommy Hilfiger wallet for twelve years, and now it's just it's just, I beat up wallets because they're always empty, so they're always sloshing around. So my my uh, kids got me a new Tommy Hilfiger wallet. Of course, it was empty. But anybody who has kids knows that even if your wallet starts out full, it's empty eventually. So so hope you had a meaningful Father's Day. I actually got to see my parents last week, and then I saw my dad Father's Day morning as I was taking them to the airport. So that was kind of a neat thing uh, for people that don't live near their family. You know, that's a, a, a fun thing, especially if you have older parents um, and you don't see them that often. So that was kind of cool. Five four zero zero five eighty is the number. So the father factor is coming up just after four. In the meantime, how much did Harrisburg mayoral candidates spend per vote? Eric Pappenfuss, Mayor Pappenfuss, uh, Fuss spent ten times as much as his closest competitor in this year's mayoral primary. You know, it was kind of it was kind of squeaky there for a little bit, wasn't it? You know, we weren't sure if he could pull out the primary, but he did. According to the campaign finance reports just submitted, he spent about $150,000 leading up to last month's primary. The challenger, who she was really getting some traction, Gloria Martin Roberts, you know, on the city council, uh, she spent $16,530. Yeah, but, but it gets better. Challenger Jenny Jenkins who came in a distant third, she spent $5,129 for her campaign. That's what, like, Hillary Clinton spends on shoes. She spent a whole $5,000, period, on her campaign. Anytime you go over $250 in the final month of a campaign, you have to complete uh, finance reports. I don't know if you knew that. 
But the the regulatory aspect of running for office, it's very cumbersome. You know, I hate com- uh, corruption as much as you do, but it is just the paperwork and the ridiculousness of things that have to be done. And it just, I get it, but the reason I have such a problem with so much uh, regulation at so many different levels as once you reach a certain level, like once you get to the the John Podesta, Barack Obama level, you pretty much do whatever you damn well please. Do you know there's still $250 million from Barack's, Barack Obama's first campaign that has not been accounted for? That's what I'm talking about. That That's why I... I look at people like Chuck Todd and I go, really? Are you serious right now? You're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at uh, Jared Kushner's business dealings. Let me ask you this. Do you really think, think about this for a second. A guy that's been in private sector business like Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, do you really think he would bring in dirty players and risk his entire administration just crumbling? Do you really believe after 40 years he wouldn't know if his son was a, stand- a son-in-law was a stand-up guy or not? And to further this narrative that the news is saying, they're saying that his son isn't a stand-up guy. Well, no, they didn't actually say it, Ken. They just, yeah, I know, they just implied it. That's the game. I get it. I get it. This is no different than, like I said, making a false drug accusation, getting search warrants, uh, following people around. This is no, this is called harassment. This is just harassment on a massive scale. And you dial the news media into it, and then the news media blocks out any positive stuff that the administration is trying to get out. So if they're trying to get out how the, the the military loves President Trump. It's hard to punch through if they just keep implying there's all these investigations. Eight months of hearing Donald Trump being involved with the Russians in collusion, and it turns out to be false. We've heard that from Schiff. We've heard that from Comey. We've heard it from everyone. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what the people investigating say. What matters is the person that you watch or listen to, are they telling you what you want to hear? If you voted for Hillary, is Rachel Maddow telling you all the things that make you feel good about having voted for Hillary? That's all that matters.